0: welcome welcome to another installment of the stones will cry out we're here at st joseph's evangelization network here in Cottleville, well, actually in st peter's missouri st charles missouri to enter another installment of the stones will cry out for those of us who have followed along uh, on a routine basis we have people who come here who the lord has put on their hearts that they need to say something that's their personal parable all of you will recall that when jesus was coming into jerusalem We hear this in Luke's gospel in chapter 19, is he's coming into Jerusalem and people are saying, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the Pharisees come to Jesus and say, whoa, stop these people. It's almost a Passover. They can't be calling you the Savior. And Jesus says, if I tell them to be quiet, the stones will cry out. And, of course, all of us have that personal parable. All of us have that thing that the Lord wants to tell into the world through us. That's our own personal parable. It might directly relate to our mission in baptism. And it kind of relates a little bit also to what Peter says in 1 Peter 3.15. He says, always be ready, always be ready. And he's just talking about Christ. Always be ready to give an explanation for the reason for your hope. Of course, Christ is the reason for our hope, but but he wants to proclaim that in the world, and that's what we're doing here. Well, it's my pleasure to have my friend and and guest here today, Matt Rose. Matt and I have known each other for about a year or so, in, yep. in, in, in a good way, and from church in, in Cottleville, Missouri. And uh, so welcome, Matt good to see you. Thanks for having me. Matt's got something he's got to say or the stones will cry out. Uh, We've talked a little bit about that so I have a hint of that and I'm excited to to share that with other people and hope you are too.
1: Sure. Well first I'll just give an introduction. Uh, My name is Matt Rose. Um, I'm married to a a wonderful wife named Jacy. I have four children uh, ages two, four, six, and eight. Uh, Like Deacon said I'm from St. Joe Cottleville um grew up in the st charles area went to st elizabeth ann seaton um parish growing up and um, went to francis hall north high school um, for those who care in st louis so gotta put that high school <laughs> in there right. yep um i'm in wealth management i help people with retirement and uh um, investments and then also um kind of have a side hustle now uh, which is a taco restaurant called tacos for life okay.
0: Well, you you're you're a financial planner. You help yes. people with their investment strategies, often for retirement and also yep. for estate planning and stuff like
1: that. Yep, absolutely. All right, so, all right. so why not a better topic than money today?
0: Oh well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, by the way, there will not be a collection today or anything like that because uh, we're not we're not preaching. But in a way, we are though, right? We're yeah. talking about Jesus. So, so um, what what's on your heart, Matt? You know, what what is? We've talked a little bit, but but what is Jesus saying, you know, let's proclaim this in the world through you and, and give me a little history about how that came about with
1: you. Sure, absolutely. So um, first, I, I kind of want to talk about tithing. Okay. So tithing has been really important in my life um, and I think it's an important topic for everyone. I okay. started-
0: Well, before we go on, what, what is
1: tithing? Sure, so um, tithing is, is really giving your first fruits to God. Um, it talks about that in the Bible. Um, from Cain and Abel. It talks about that in uh, Leviticus as well. Um, Our possessions and our money and our things are not ours. They're God's. Um, He's entrusted that to us. So it's our opportunity to give him our first fruits. Um, Well,
0: Before you go on any farther, um, let's stop for a second because what on earth are you talking about? I mean, the stuff that we have, the things that we require, the education that I have, the, 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 the career that I've mustered, my, my 401k, my house, my, my dog, my cat, whatever, is not mine. I worked hard for all that,
1: man. Yep, absolutely. What does, that so, mean?
0: what does that mean to you personally?
1: Yeah, that was a, a tough one for me to swallow as well. <laughs> I remember in COVID, we went to an outdoor mass um, at ICD at the time. And Father Ruby gave a homily talking about um, there's no such thing as a self-made man. And I felt the same way as you, uh, that I've worked really hard. Um, I've accomplished the things that I have, and I've gotten to where I am because of my hard work. Um, So that was a tough pill to swallow whenever he said that. And it took me a little bit of time to understand that as hard as I work, really God is the one that's gifted um, my financial situation to me.
0: I hope I'm going off on a tangent, but I, but what you said you really struck a chord with me. I remember uh, back in college, uh, being at being at mass with the folks and. Uh, the gospel passage, I think it's, I think it's right at Matthew 22, Matthew 26, right in there at 22, where it's the story of the of the of the vineyard, uh-huh. uh, the master of the vineyard, and he sends yep. people out at nine o'clock, and they agree on the standard daily wage, and then he goes and gets more people and at 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 noon, and at three o'clock, and at five o'clock, and then at six o'clock he comes to pay them. And he pays the people who showed up at five first and he gives them the standard daily wage. And then he goes down to the first people. And they've been sweating all day. And and, and if you've ever been out in a vineyard and you're picking grapes or doing something like that, there's no shade,
1: mm-hmm.
0: often no breeze. Hard manual labor. The vines are sharp. It's not that much fun. And you might encounter a snake or two. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so these guys are like, whoa, wait a second. These guys got the standard weekly wage and I didn't? And I remember back in college thinking, that makes no sense. That what, as as a true and devout capitalist, what I what I <laughs> earn, I get to share if I want to. Yep. <laughs> but what I earn is is mine, and I and if I work harder, I should get more. Yeah,
1: absolutely. and isn't
0: that the American way? Work harder and get more.
1: Absolutely, I don't believe that <clears throat> um, someone should pay extra taxes because it's taken from them. What we're talking about is giving okay. as a gift of something that's God God's given to you.
0: So how did that how did that tithe come about in you? Now that we know it's a tenth of everything and it's the first fruits.
1: Yep. Um, So I knew my parents did it growing up. I don't know that I understood why, I don't know where they gave, but I knew they did. And that was something that I knew was the right thing to do. There's always someone who's less fortunate than you are. Um, Someone might look at you and say, well, you don't have a very big house, Are are you okay with that? Well, at least I have a house. Somebody else doesn't have a house. And you could go talk to that person who doesn't have a house and he's like, well, at least I have my health. You know, there's somebody who doesn't have health. And that can go down the line a, a lot of different ways. There's always someone who's less fortunate than you. Um, so I always had that on my heart just growing up and knowing that my family um, gave donations um, as well. So,
0: What was it like? <clears throat> Obviously, that was an atmosphere, and your folks probably didn't talk about it whole, a, a whole lot. It was just part of yep. who they were and part how of the they culture. lived. Yep. And that's kind of how you are. Did you actually participate in that growing up you know take a little bit of your allowance or
1: i did more yard
0: or something and give it I away i didn't or,
1: um i worked at a, a swing around um, working in the batting cages in miniature golf and i i earned my money and i felt like i kept that and i i uh, used that for myself um and i kind of decided later when i when i graduate college when i get a real job that's when i'm gonna start okay that's so when I, that's when i'm gonna officially on, start here, this journey whether
0: that was a promise to god or not it certainly was an idea a good idea
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um I did. I got my first job, actually I continued at swing around and I moved to the Fenton location that was much bigger and I ran that um out of college. So um I earned my first paycheck and I I actually created a separate bank account right in my uh same same bank, just a separate bank account. And as soon as I got paid, um I took that ten percent and I put it directly in another bank account.
0: Well how how does that relate though? I mean you when you when you're talking about and, and I think that's a a marvelous idea mm-hmm. would, would you recommend that to somebody who was just thinking absolutely. about starting that? absolutely what benefit was it to to have that separate bank account so, even though it's in the same bank with your name on
1: it yeah just like if you're uh, saving for <laughs> retirement if that automatic draw goes right to your four hundred and one k before you see it, it's almost like money you don't even recognize and, and was never yours in the first place. So
0: well, you're not going trying to talk me into <laughs> investing with you because I don't. Right. <laughs> but it's not because of you. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, but having said that, you have that separate bank account with your first paycheck, right? Yep. So, so that that promise you kind of made to yourself, well, you were doing. What did that feel like to do that?
1: Um, I mean I don't know that I even had a feeling necessarily attached to it to start. It was kind of like I wanted to learn this behavior and make it a habit. Okay. Um, but I remember writing that first check to St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, um, my parish, and uh, and I had my niece stay over uh, that same evening. So I decided, oh, I'm gonna, she's gonna stay the night at our house, I'll take her out to eat the next day and, and we went to Steak and Shake. And uh, I remember walking in and finding out the kids eat free. And I thought, well, I'd heard money comes back to you and God will take care of you if you entrust him you know, with these gifts. I didn't expect already. I wrote the check. Well, this is
0: like within hours.
1: Within hours, okay. yeah. So <laughs> I, I wrote that check and kids eat free. So hey, I'm already kind of getting some of this money back. Um, and that's not a promise of God, obviously. But Is that,
0: you know, that's you're saying that never was your motivation not for starting this. Not okay? at all. And that would be that would be, although a good end, a misguided motivation.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Um, that, that being said, yeah. as soon as as soon as we were leaving, we walked into the parking lot, and a ten dollar bill just rolled down the down the parking lot. I picked it up, <clears> and I looked around everywhere I possibly could. There was no one in sight. I couldn't give this back to anyone, and I thought. Wow, this is really paying off at this point. Well, um, let's let's
0: not give the address of that steak and shake <laughs> for fear they might be overrun sometime today with people looking around for ten dollar bills. But yeah. but what did that did it did it strike you even as you saw that?
1: Um, yeah, I mean it immediately. My mind was not looking for something in return to give a gift. Um, in fact, I I particularly give gifts or give donations to places knowing that i'm not going to receive anything back um that it's a gift to help someone in need and someone other than uh, myself so so would you, um,
0: would you would just as a kind of a basis for your personal understanding would you feel like like if i gave something i should give it and and not take a tax deduction for it or should i you know what or should i how do you feel about that as a financial planner?
1: I personally still take the tax deduction. I know uh, deductions, the standard deduction is a lot higher, so not everyone has the opportunity to write okay. it off. Yeah. Um, but I still use that opportunity. Okay, um, so,
0: so you gave. If I, if I have I, the
1: chance to give if, to a charity or the government, that's an easy choice for me.
0: Okay. So, <laughs> good, good, thank you. <laughs> I'm not with the government. <laughs> so, So that kind of set the stage for you thinking that what how did how did it progress with you
1: with your so um, I mean that I started getting ingrained in in that behavior and then I switched careers Um, I switched from working at a batting cage in a go-kart track um, that I was really discerning and and became a financial planner and and being in wealth management helping people with money Um, but that's a really tough business to start in Um, especially as a young guy out of college um, you're asking people to trust you with their life savings, something they've worked for their whole lives. Um, so it's a difficult business that if you don't help someone, you don't get paid. There's not a salary. There's not a, an hourly wage. And, and I did fall on tough times at the beginning. Uh, my what grandma that, used what to was help that me. Like? That, was, that was very difficult. So my grandma used to help me buy groceries, and I used to keep the thermostat freezing cold in my condo. But Freezing uh, cold in the winter. Freezing cold in the winter <laughs> uh, because I couldn't afford it. Uh, however, um, I still was getting paid, and I was still putting ten percent into that other account.
0: Well, you're you're going to grandma, yep. and you're
1: you're
0: you're, you're wearing uh, an extra sweater in the house yep. or more, yep. and you're still taking the ten percent.
1: Absolutely, there's so, always someone who is less fortunate or in a worse situation. I still had a condo. I still had food to eat, albeit with my uh, help of my grandmother. Um, but I did fall on a time when. My bank account suddenly had less money in it that I didn't know if I could pay my mortgage. Um, so that was really difficult for me as a as a young adult to question. Um, you know, should I maybe just borrow out of this other account? I'll pay it back. You know, that was probably well, the lie so of the devil the, telling me. You still at had the time. a
0: separate account. Right? I still had the separate account, right? and so- I
1: had money saved in that. And I thought, you know what, for this month, maybe I should borrow it, um, and I could always pay it back later.
0: Let me ask you, as we stop here for a second, because we yeah. we have we have an example of this, and you t- you actually brought this to my attention before we we came here, mm-hmm. was that, uh, uh, and I hadn't thought about this readily, but you did. How does that fit into Jesus in the synagogue with his disciples, and the lady with two coins?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So right at this time, um, you know, it was the first time I really was tested in my faith. I know we get tested all the time with.
0: Let's set the stage, though.
1: Okay. Do
0: you recall that scene with Jesus in the synagogue with yep, his that's, disciples? Can, that's what I was coming to. Are you going to yep. relay that to us? Yep, okay, I didn't want to miss so. it. I love that so much <laughs> I, about you, about how it fits into your story. Yep. I didn't want to miss it.
1: So I didn't really feel that I was ever tested. We're not, you know, thrown into fires or thrown off buildings or, you know, we don't have that sort of courage that you have to say, "I trust you, Lord," in those situations. Um, but I really felt like if I should take this money, you know, that was the first test of God saying, do you really trust me, Matt?
0: So if you took the money from that separate account, that, yep. that you'd probably kept that inviolate, you know, pristinely yep. set aside yep. so that it could be doled out to charities as you yep. see, for Elizabeth so, and Seton. You
1: know. So that Sunday, um, the reading at Mass was um, the widow who gave her last two coins and everyone else gave out of their surplus and that might not have affected them, but this, la- this woman gave her last two coins.
0: Yeah, I remember Jesus said, and she gave more than anyone yep. else because she gave all she had.
1: Yeah, okay. so I was really convicted by that reading. God, was, God wasn't just talking to me that day. He was yelling at me. So um, I got the message, and I, I wrote that check right away, um, got rid of that, that money that was tempting me. And really, that was a scary, a scary time because I didn't know if I had to go back to my parents. I didn't know if I had to ask for help paying my mortgage. I didn't know really what my future held, but I knew that I trusted God.
0: So if I can circle back, if I'm listening to you, that all comes out of a a personal philosophy that you kind of grew up with, but a personal philosophy that you accepted that it really isn't mine, it's God's.
1: Absolutely. Is
0: that the underlying current that I'm hearing from you? Okay, well that's beautiful, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah, so although it was a very difficult decision, I didn't know what I was gonna do, Um, the Lord knew that He could trust me and and really blessed me. My next paycheck was um, more than enough to cover expenses. And and really, my career took a trajectory after that. Um, To much that is given, much is expected.
0: Um, Where does that come in? Is that in the Bible somewhere? (laughs) It
1: is, yes. Okay. Um,
0: So, so, uh, uh, do you remember where where Jesus is talking about that? You know what? I probably
1: have it written down, but I don't actually know.
0: I, I can't remember where that's what we're There, it, where that's Luke talking. twelve forty eight. Okay, all
1: right. So, yep. so I, I felt like God had really trusted me at that point. Um, I guess I passed the test, and I was hoping that was the last test also. That would have been an easy way to, to just ride off into the sunset and not have to worry about it. Um, but
0: that was not it.
1: No, that was not. Um, so obviously our our finances were very blessed, and, and um, yeah, so we... We took a trip at the time uh my brother in law and soon to be sister in law were getting married in Little Rock Arkansas so
0: give me an idea about this. you're already married to yep we were married,
1: line. had two kids at two the time kids.
0: and you're still doing this ten percent thing. still doing this okay, and I'm sure other things too, but you're making sure that ten percent comes and you're you're doing a financial planning thing yep. right uh and that seems to be going swimmingly and so uh, when about was that, so we can know our context, if we're here in, two th- in early 2023?
1: Um, that was probably 2017. Okay, okay. Yep. just 2000, so I know, thanks. Yeah. 2017, <laughs> excuse 2017, we went down to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where my sister-in-law is from, and she said, you need to try this restaurant. It's called Tacos for Life. And for every taco, quesadilla, salad, or bowl they sell, they donate a meal to a hungry child.
0: So wherever there's famine or hunger in the world, they go there.
1: Yeah, they're not, they're not giving to um, people that have help from their church. They're not giving to people that have help from a government. They're giving to the poorest of poor where these children will die of starvation if they don't receive a meal.
0: And apparently that's the philosophy of that restaurant. Yep. Did you know that before you went?
1: We did, and, and I thought honestly, um, you know, this is a nice charity. Um, and I'll probably just go support the charity. It's probably not much of food, not much of, you know, uh, I didn't expect much walking in, but I knew that I wanted to support it.
0: Well, I hate to say it, it's a little bit of my cynicism, and I I should try to ask God to relieve me of it, but but a lot of times when I see things like that, I think, oh, that's just a nice advertising gimmick to get people to come into
1: the restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Did you
0: get that sense when you went?
1: Um, Not that it was a gimmick, but that it was real. Um, when I walked in that restaurant, the environment um, was out of this world. You could really understand the mission in all the things that were in the restaurant. And specifically, there's a TV behind the register that says how many meals they've donated. Um,
0: how many meals in that, that restaurant's donated? So
1: it shows two numbers, what's been donated in the restaurant and what's been donated in the company. Oh, okay. Um, so so
0: they, there's, there's Tacos for Life in other places. Yes. We'll get, we might get to that before we're yep. done. Okay. Yeah. So what was that like for you and you and JC going there?
1: So we fell in love with it. It was a great um it was a great concept. We loved the food. We enjoyed it so much we went back the next day because we're not going to be back in Little Rock, Arkansas. We'll just go eat it again one more time. Um and then it was still on my heart. For some reason God had, had just planted a seed and I didn't know what it was. And after uh after the wedding I was searching on my phone and found franchising. And I thought Jace, I feel like we need to look into this.
0: So you didn't, that was kind of put on your heart and you didn't leave it on the shelf.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, obviously my wife thought I was crazy at the time because I'm in wealth management. We have no restaurant experience, but it really wasn't about the restaurant at all. It was about the mission. Well, that's what God had planted in our in our heart was the mission to feed those starving children, which obviously had um, resonated with me in, in my tithing, but... Uh, at the time, I hit a point where I was praying. We're giving to a lot of Catholic organizations, a lot of places we love—our church, the seminary, life team. Little
0: here, little yep. there.
1: Great. Yep. Um, but I was praying at the time that I don't feel like we're helping people in need. And right at that time, as I was praying, how can we help those in need? We found Tacos for Life.
0: You know, isn't that interesting? If you, if I might get you catch your breath for just a second. Is you know. Uh, what what came the first the horse or the cart you know or the chicken or the egg I mean you were sitting there praying about thinking about it was put on your heart by God to 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 be concerned about people who had the need you know the poor the poorest the people who wonder and worry about um, where their next meal is and and you know if anybody's wondering out there I, I saw a statistic not long ago that like what is there? There's four billion people in the world, and at least two billion of them go to sleep every day wondering where their next meal is. I mean, that, yep. that really shocked me when I heard that. And I may be wrong. it may be even higher than that, but it was that. It was that kind of a number. And so, uh, uh, you you had this on your heart. Apparently, your wife kind of did too, even though she thought you were crazy. Uh,
1: yeah, she was reading through John 21, which is uh, "Shepherd my sheep, feed my sheep, and feed my lambs." and and she was thinking that as a mother, you know, we're going to take care of our kids and that's what we're going to do. And then suddenly shepherd my sheep and feed my lambs meant something completely different when we put it in the context of helping world hunger. So that meant
0: different to her, right? Yep. It opened up her eyes to something bigger, you know. Yep. I I I wish I I wish I had those big eyes. Sometimes I think so small, yep. you know. But but you were you were thinking of a bigger plate than than just than just uh, here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um we came back home, we kind of prayed about it a little bit and we I think a month later reached out to corporate and and said hey this is something we have an interest in, what are the requirements and they told us financially you're not able to do this.
0: So you're in your (laughs) early to mid-thirties at the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, They said it's it's going to take a lot more than what you have to accomplish this. (laughs) Thanks but no thanks. Yeah. So then we just relied on God again just in prayer. Um, I hadn't really taken a true discernment process with our Lord before he put Tacos for Life on our heart. And that really opened a new avenue of discernment prayer and really opened my prayer life to something I haven't really done before leading into this. Well, that's
0: interesting. Now, God, God has put something on your heart to do. Uh, you certainly are, uh, got a roadblock there. And yep. we don't probably have time today to talk about all the roadblocks you had in your life. Yep. But we all have them. Uh, but it was very interesting to me when you, when you mentioned this about that you had this, this initial, you know, thanks but no thanks. You're, you're, not, you're not who we would normally give a franchise to. You don't mm-hmm. have the financial wherewithal. And that caused you to do what? Well, you could have rode off into the sunset. I mean, you're, you're, obviously, you're you're a, you're a successful financial planner. You can take care of your wife. You can buy into what your wife said about feeding the lambs in your sphere of in, your small sphere, sphere of influence. But you didn't. It caused the Lord thought it was so important to you. If, I'm, if I can speak yeah, about absolutely. that, you tell me if I'm wrong. Yep. Thought it was so important to you that he, the Lord placed on your heart, come to me more, yep. and I'll show you more. Yep. Right? That's what I hear. Am I, am yeah, I hearing that right? Absolutely,
1: 100. percent um, it wasn't, uh, I hadn't really had that seed like that before. Um, and it was something of, I had to. The seed of? The seed of, you know, discerning and, oh. and tacos for life. Um, I hadn't really felt that before in my life. So that's something I wanted to pray about. And, and really, I mean, we prayed for a long time after that. But that really changed my prayer life to ask God f- for something bold, something that I didn't think was possible, something that. Um, you know was really bigger than me even uh the mission so um i mean that changed our lives in prayer but also god started opening doors so that um i mean he changed our compensation at work he uh which was better for you which was better for us he helped me you know create a team to maximize that and and reduce some other expenses and all the while help continue growing my book of business and helping more people um through retirement planning so Um, and
0: you're still doing this separate bank account thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. So I'm, I'm giving to more places and, and increasing the uh, my ability to help.
0: Did it did it change? And we've not talked about this before, so so it may, it may be something you haven't reflected on. But did it change after you got this inspiration to maybe help the poor more through maybe a restaurant? It still was an idea, but not a realization. Did you did you did that change? what you gave your 10% to?
1: So initially, no, Um, we gave our, well, gave as in organizations. Yeah. So yeah, we were able to be a lot more fruitful with our gifts um, and to multiple places and, and, I mean, that was great to be able to learn more about different organizations. Was there the was there a
0: shift from like, and I'm not trying to diss your local parish. I'm sure they got plenty of money from sure. or whatever. But yep. did, did you did you slowly shift towards more mission and or 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 third world, fourth world countries?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we expanded outside of just our local parish. We we helped teenagers that were. You know starting to get ingrained, the future of our church is obviously important. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked or we uh, helped support um, those who are in not good situations, those that need men in their family that need training and need to help and need to stick around. Um, I mean, we helped those that had fallen on hard times in our local community through the JNA uh, care service. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were, man. yes, Joker okay. okay. yep. so
0: so that's that's really neat the way the Lord. I mean, looking back on it, the Lord has has kind of brought you along and made you more, not only more fruitful in business, but more fruitful in how you see the world. Absolutely. Oh, cool. Um, so then, uh,
1: don't let so, don't let the devil get out of this either, because pride starts to come with some of those things too. As you start feeling a, a little that? bit of success, or as uh-huh. you start feeling that I did some of these things, it might have been easy just to walk away and say, "Okay, I don't want to do the restaurant now. I'm I'm happy with where I am. I'm happy where." Where uh, my life is, um, thankfully I didn't give in to the temptations of the devil there because um, God asked me one more time when I thought all my tests were over. He said, "All right, to do this restaurant, you have to get a significant loan."
0: Well, before you get to that, I want to okay. ask you one question. It's kind of, kind of on my, on my, uh, once again, my cynical mind. Sure. And that is. <clears throat> You know the the woman who gave all she had those three coins in in the synagogue and you know all these rich people are coming and giving from their surplus, it it, it almost makes me think that well okay you know and I don't know about your financial condition I don't want to know sure uh, but would would somebody who makes a a great deal of money I'm talking big bucks okay and, I, and I'm just like asking you to speculate even if it's not you uh, make big bucks and they go well you know ten percent of this big box is a whopping, a whopper amount of money, wouldn't there be a temptation to say that's a whopping amount of money? Maybe this, maybe 10% of that 10% I can put to my, my boat dock where my boat is or, sure, my, or my condo in, in Florida or my, or my vacation rental in, the, in, in Aspen or something like that, I, I don't have any of those things. But but having said that, and then and then because it's a it's a chunk of change, it's a yep. sizable amount. Was any of that going on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, my wife and I joke, like, imagine the kind of life we could have if we just kept some of that. You know, how much how much better would our lives be if we had a little more money? Well,
0: you say you joke about it, but I mean, I'm sure I'm kind of hit a hit a nerve there yeah. where a lot of people would be at. You know, we we could have a better life. We might have a bigger house. We would have a different car. I would be able to put more into into into. uh the 401k, but I think it kind of gets back to the underlying. Yeah, you I think
1: had. I think at that point, you know, I was committed to the behavior and the the um, the trait that I had started. Uh, and you
0: said it's not mine.
1: It's not. It's not mine. I'm not a self-made man. That's everything we have is a gift from God, and and it is extremely important to give back. That's great. So
0: yeah. So so now you're, you're you 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 you're so now te- we've, you were we've hit.
1: We've hit the qualifications of opening a restaurant.
0: Oh, okay. So you got back with the franchise.
1: Yeah. So a few years later, Uh um, which is again, we thought this is going to take forever, and and maybe it'll never happen. And a few years later, God provided, and we were tested one more time to could we just enjoy our lives the way lives the way they are, Um, or, you know, to get this loan you have to put collateral up. You know, our house is on the line. All of our accounts are on the line if. If this restaurant were to fail, um, you know, we'd be at, at risk of being in a different situation.
0: Um, well, uh, people watching this may not be able to tell, but there's a difference in our ages. Uh, but, you know, even <laughs> at even at your age, starting to zero yep. 15 years after leaving the... Leaving the go kart, you yep. know, fifteen, sixteen years after leaving the go kart, yep. starting over again in your mid to upper thirties. Yeah, what was that? What was the thought of that like?
1: I mean, there's obviously fear attached to that, but, um, I mean, if if God led us to this point, I felt like He was going to see us through it. So, um, I just put my trust there and, and kept running. I mean, it was almost like a, a goal that wasn't no one was going to stop me from. Okay, um, so. Um, You know, three years, four years after um, originally reaching out, we decided to, you know, take the plunge and put our trust in God one more time to say, all right, you've helped us to, to get to this point. Just like you asked, do I trust you back when I didn't have anything? Do I trust you now? Um, and our answer had to be well, yes again
0: I mean it's got to be when you say our answer it has to be yes again. you know back when you yeah, it had wasn't your, just
1: me anymore. your paycheck
0: yeah. it was it was hey i I might be able to ask Grandma for more money or go back and live with the folks who you know live here yeah. in the local area, but now you've got j c and at least two children
1: yeah we there. had we had two children
0: um when the idea came
1: about yep. but i don't know what it is now i don't know either. You know, but yeah it's, it's,
0: it's a math we're not going to get into right yeah. but having said that that's that's a whole different idea absolutely right but you'd spent time with god you'd spent time in prayer the idea that he put in your heart drew you closer to him because you just wanted to find out the truth of it yep. the truth of it for you Yep. And it was so great, and I don't want to discount this at all. It is so great the way I hear the story, if you help me, help me with that, is that, is that your wife was on board with that. Yep. I mean, what a great grace from God.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was a discernment process for both of us. We we started praying together a little bit more as we were getting through this um, discernment process. It, it It isn't just me. It isn't just her. Um, it takes both of us, and, and sometimes... Um, a financial commitment is a sacrifice to the family, or, or um, you know, maybe that gift that you're even just giving to your local parish. If if that's what you have, um, it is a sacrifice, and and God sees that and and uh, will reward you for that. So
0: I want to talk about something that's kind of a side issue here, but it might be important for people listening. Is that is that you um, agreed to do this with God? you your wife was all on board with it. You put everything on the line. That is, if it failed, you're at zero. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, and uh, you're 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 willing to do that, and then that means that you're doing God's will, and everything's smooth sailing from there. There's nothing in the way. It's like it's like God, you know, the, made the ho- the two walls of, of of the Red Sea part, and it was straight sailing all the way through. I'm kind of exaggerating for my yeah, probably. No, it's I mean not that way.
1: We obviously had a, a different location when we originally first looked, um, and if we followed our time frame, and so we that probably was, would that open. Was, in that February. was what year? We probably would open February of 2020, the start of COVID. If it was <laughs> if it was my choice, if it was my choice, that's when I would have started right oh. at the start of COVID. Yeah, um obviously okay. not knowing it at the time, but. Uh, but God's, that, that was God's not timing, the, that was not the place yep God's timing was was perfect um, and mine's not so um, that that location fell through um, we found an old stake and shake at the corner of highway K and n and O'Fallon um, which was and, a perfect spot and
0: even even I know a little bit of the story thank you for sharing is mm-hmm. it is that you know the initial fi- finance year backed out because COVID yep. hit. And then somebody else said yes, yep. and they backed out. And then finally somebody said, yeah, I, I because 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 you had you had to take a risk and you had to yep. say, well, okay, Lord.
1: Yep. At what the time, did you banks... say
0: when those things happened? What did you say to God when those things happened?
1: So I was in spiritual direction with you at the time, so I'm sure you heard me uh, crying a little bit I there, hate to but...
0: break it to you. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, as a spiritual That's director, good. you never remember this stuff. It That's good. You
1: know. So um obviously those were hard times and difficult times um but again that was a goal that that god planted and and i continued to hear in prayer that that was what he's asking me to do so we continued down the path and looked for multiple different banks um to finally find one that said okay we'll do a loan during uh covid we'll do a restaurant loan whenever all all these restaurants are struggling we like your concept and 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 can't get personnel absolutely um so someone that took the risk to that had
0: to be a holy spirit for them too yep. you know I, I, i'm going to talk about a slight tangent but that banker yep. and maybe there's a team of them who took a look at that and said are you kidding me why is it even on our agenda today to yep. open a restaurant because that's obviously where i would have been in my cautiousness dealing with bank and other people's money yep. but then i'm sitting there going the Holy Spirit was working on those people. Absolutely. And now, because
1: you, there were some good Catholic men running that bank as well. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, that's
0: cool. So that, yeah. they must have. That 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 is a whole another program. We're talking about yeah. the value of of working with people who believe the way you do or have have that background. But yeah. but so you got things things at least. Was okay initially. Yeah, Uh, we were not not okay, but then okay.
1: Yeah, we were able to uh, build tacos for life, Um, and and this has been the most amazing uh, blessing. Is my tithe and my talents are good, and I'm I'm glad that I was I'm able to do that. However, God looked at my talents and wanted to multiply them. So my wife and I can only give so much um, that we're able to to tithe. However, through the restaurant for every taco someone buys, they, we donate a meal. It's not my tithe anymore. So my financial backing is now creating a community that is getting involved. So every time someone eats at our restaurant, we're, we're donating those meals. So God is multiplying what I could do myself exponentially by the community being involved. Well,
0: my curiosity is, has been piqued here a little bit, and I hope you can help me. Uh, when, when you're saying that, that meals, what what is that what is that can you you just describe it for me sure
1: yeah so we sell tacos in american food um or or tex-mex food in america um what's actually given uh about 24 cents and i think that goes up to 29 cents here shortly um is produces what's called a manna pack so manna from heaven from the bible this uh franchise was started by some good christian people um but The pack is created from rice, soy protein, uh, vitamins and minerals, Um, and it's really for children who are gonna get one meal. They're gonna get one meal that day and they need to be sustained from that. So um, that's what is created and and we're actually planning a packing event as well. So um, even more so for community involvement, Uh, I mean, we have been blown away and amazed by the way God's um, working through this. We've donated. We opened November um, 16th, 2001. So or, excuse me, 2021. 2021, yeah. So we've been open just over a year, and our community has donated f- over 530,000 meals.
0: The restaurant franchise has donated over 530,000.
1: Our location Your has location. donated 530,000 meals. And we're working on packing some of those mana packs. We're planning an event to, to do that shortly. Oh, for the
0: community to help for out with that. community involved, yep. That is, that is phenomenal. Yep. And then so, wow, 530,000. So yep. one person eating one meal, and yep. that time is a little over 400 days. So if days. you
1: get two tacos and I get two tacos, that's four meals donated just there. That is
0: fantastic.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And so uh, <clears throat> I'm not trying to impugn on your own financial stability, but you just said, you know, uh, JC and I wouldn't have been able to go out and give enough for 500,000 meals for Absolutely. somebody. I just, during that period of time, 10% or yep. more wouldn't have done it. Yep. So, uh, but now you can do it. And, and so what does this cause you to think you, not in a specific way, but how does that make you think about tithing?
1: I mean, obviously God didn't need me through this process. Um, I said yes and He used me. Um, It is amazing to see how He serves His people, Um, and and in this case, the less fortunate. So, um, I mean, it's it's amazing to see that. We get updates through... The third-party charity that we donate to is called Feed My Starving Children. So, we don't actually, you know, Package the. We don't, well, manna. we actually will package oh, the will. manna, but okay. we give them a donation and then they help us with supplies. They'll transport it, they'll ship it, they'll get it to the places it needs yeah, to go. Okay. Um, they're the largest food distributor in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, we get updates from them. We get to see videos of the impact of these children. Um, and they're not just receiving uh, food. They're usually attached to some other sort of care where they're receiving medical, where they're receiving education. Through so this not, organization. Yeah, so it's not becoming a dependency. Uh-huh. They're the food portion of it, but it's a way to become sustainable and, and to see God work through every step of that to help these people.
0: How is it how is it for you though, Matt? How how does this experience you've had from two thousand seventeen to now early twenty three? Uh, How's that changed your thoughts about your yes to God?
1: I mean, I'm just always trying to be open in prayer. Um, whatever, that, whatever that question is that I can say yes to. Um, because it's not always easy, and it's not always going to be something big. We've been talking about some really large events, but for someone it might be, um, can I help my neighbor? Can I help... Um, you know, someone at school or someone I work with. It, it may not be this big event, and, and that's my story. That's what, that's the story God's written for me. Um, but this is important at all levels. There's always someone less fortunate, and God is trusting us to take care of His sheep.
0: How do you? How does this? Uh, the way your philosophy has grown in you and your in your your connection with God. How has that changed to how you um, teach your children about giving?
1: Yeah. So. Um, I am, I am so impacted by tithing and, and by helping others um, that my wife and I give our children, well our two oldest at this point, um, a sum oh, of money. How, how old are they? So our eight-year-old and our six-year-old okay, now. Okay. So we give them money at the end of every year and we say now you pray about what charity you want to donate this to. Oh. So they have an opportunity to sit with it in prayer think about either things that have impacted them or things you know someone else that they're thinking about and we we take that opportunity to um, to research their websites to see what organizations are are doing good things so
0: you're helping them discern
1: yeah absolutely and, uh-huh. and we're we're starting to create that behavior that habit today because that's so important Our our church can't thrive our communities can't thrive unless we are able to work together like that so uh-huh you know that
0: the, the uh, it causes me to think and, and I, I kind of saying this for other people too is it is it has helped my heart to grow as you've been talking is that at our baptism we, we get the the three th- theological virtues implanted in us along with yep. the, the Trinity, Father Son and Holy Spirit and what are those faith hope and charity right? yep. and so that charity is that drive to be charitable has helped your faith
1: absolutely and your love a hundred percent so it's,
0: they're all connected right?
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah well that's cool as way I really love that story about Thank about you your doing that with your doing it with your kids and have you been? what what is what's your surprise of any as a result of doing it? I know you haven't done long your yeah. your children aren't that old but
1: um so our oldest we've done it for a couple of years uh, I think this was our first year for our six year old um but just to see i i did, i didn't have that kind of discernment process, and I didn't have that kind of prayer growing up as a child, so it's amazing to see their thoughts and and their process to to accomplish that um and they've come up with their own their own charities and ones that i may have supported in the past but haven't in a really long time and and one that i've never even supported before ever but that's what they discerned
0: it's not like you came to them and said you know you need to pick one of these two not at all you you let them do it
1: not at all they might give me a particular area and i'll say Uh okay here is well, sure, two or three that that help in that area and then let them uh make that decision wow, so it's great the
0: Holy Spirit is working with them in their young yep. age they get to partner with god's mission and desire yep. that's wonderful stuff well uh i'm going to have you back because uh because you're uh despite our resemblance in age uh, <laughs> you you've got a lot more a lot more to be doing i that's that's upon you and i and I bless you with this and uh, and I want to thank you all for joining us today for the The stones will cry out, and uh, maybe we could end in a prayer. Is that okay? That sounds great. Heavenly Father, good and gracious God, we thank you so much for the gift of your Son and your gift of your Son who multiplied the loaves and the fishes, who wants to care for all of us and allows us to be part of it. We we recall that your Son gave those loaves and fishes to his disciples to distribute, and in, in that giving and in that distribution, they were multiplied. We thank you so much for the multiplicity that you've done in Matt Rose and his family. And we ask you for that same spirit for all who listen to this and in our hearts, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks
1: for having me. All right.